Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Friday afternoon, everyone. Tyler Harridge here with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast. It was an eventful day to close out the week this week. Uh, This morning, we got the much-anticipated May jobs report. I say much-anticipated and more so than normal months after last month's just, I mean, to call it a letdown would be putting it lightly for April's jobs reports. Uh, So a lot of people, really all eyes, were watching this morning's numbers. And from here, from us at the VRA, of course, we would have by far preferred to see a booming number with as many Americans getting back to work as possible and getting good jobs as well. That's an important point that can be made, but that just isn't what we got. But from another point of view, as from a market watcher's point of view, the number that we got is basically a Goldilocks number. We've been talking about that number, the Goldilocks area for our markets for these jobs reports for a long time. Really, what we got was not too hot and not too cold. The estimates were for 650,000, which they lowered because, I mean, the estimates in April were like 1.2 million and didn't come in anywhere near that. But we came in at about a little less than 100,000 under that at 559,000 jobs created. And again, now marking back-to-back months of disappointing jobs data here. Now, of course, you're not going to hear that in the media. I didn't even uh, feel like it was necessary to take the time to watch Biden's speech today. But I heard something along the lines of, you know, he said it's a great jobs report. And the media just backed it up. Hey, you know, we're the, uh, the economy's on track. Uh, hopeful jobs number. What a night and day difference from the media that we've gotten where if Trump got a jobs report that could have even beaten from time to time, you know, maybe it just beat by 10,000 or something. And all of a sudden the media is saying, oh, well, a lot of scary things happening in the jobs market right now. And if it was a miss, you better believe that they were going for the throat with that report that they were doing there. Uh, it really is pretty incredible. We get back to back months of misses like this. And still seeing a hope. It was a hopeful jobs report today. Yeah, man, miss numbers, but it's hopeful. It, <laughs> sorry, some bad um, accents or impersonations there, but that's essentially what we got. But as we wrote to our members this morning, this week, for some time now, a poor jobs report does have a few benefits for our market. Again, on a personal note, we want to get a high number, but from a market watcher's perspective, there are a few key factors that this jobs report means. And first, it's that it makes it much easier for the Biden administration to pass their next round of stimulus. No one's asking for more stimulus in a booming economy. You know, if we had crushed expectations and the, the, the economy looks like it's on track, no one is going to get away with asking for more and more stimulus, certainly not the levels that the Biden administration is looking for right now. They would have to dial it down some. But that is another factor that keeps our market hopeful. Big stimulus, a lot of that money finds its way into the market. Secondly, it alleviates the fear from the Federal Reserve. There's been a lot of talk lately about 
uh, tapering, quantitative easing, and then possibly talking about, talking about raising rates, you know, as Kip wrote this morning, I mean, that's still the fear of it is, oh, in six to nine months, they could do it. Well, this kind of alleviates some of those concerns. If the economy looks like it isn't quite back, fully back to firm footing, or at least on the road to recovery, then the Fed will stay the course. So that's why we say Goldilocks here, not too hot, not too cold. The Fed can stay the course. Um, You know, the old saying has rung so true over the last year, don't fight the tape, don't fight the Fed. And certainly, don't fight the Fed is out in full force for the past year. So that, when that, when the report came out, Overnight, futures were a little bit lower when I checked them before I went to bed last night. And then, once the jobs report came out this morning, they began to turn higher. But the biggest tell after the jobs report was from the 10-year, which just got clobbered today. Down 4%. And it is, Kim and I joke about it all the time. You know, that's one of the the best paying-off bets betting against the PhD economists and Ivy League school experts that the Federal Reserve employs by the thousands. I mean, whether they're willfully wrong or just wrong, it doesn't matter. Uh, They've been dead wrong, and we continue to remain in the contrarian camp here that rates are going to continue to head lower, at least over the medium to long term. You know, it's tough to tell on a month-to-month basis what they're going to do. Could get a little spike, but we believe that, uh, you know, they're headed back towards the 1% range here. And after this jobs report, it doesn't look like the Fed's going to be raising rates anytime soon. But like I said, our markets liked the news on the day today. All of our major indexes finished higher on the day. We were led by the NASDAQ. And if you're bullish, that's exactly what you want to see. The tech sector all around led the way back to its highest levels since early May. And the semis really led up a nice 2.35% here. So exactly what you want to see if you're bullish. NASDAQ up just under 1.5% to 13,814. We were followed there by the S&P 500 up just under 9 tenths of 1% to 4,229. And folks, with the S&P at that level, it makes it even harder to be bearish here. We're just nine points away from an all-time high in the S&P 500. It's easy to forget about that when you turn on the media and you see the doom and gloom. But hey, we're just nine points away from an all-time high right now. And we think we're going to knock out those levels. Looking at uh, the next up here was the Dow up just over half a percent to 34,756. And lastly, on the day, the Russell 2000 up just over three-tenths of 1% to 2,286. One other interesting point today. The VIX is now getting close to its lowest levels since the beginning of coronavirus insanity, down almost 9%. was worse earlier in the day. Got uh, was in like the 10% range down earlier in the day, but back down to a 16 now, the lowest it's hit since coronavirus was a 15. It got down there twice and bounced back up. This could be the move lower that we're looking for here. The VIX, even at a 16, with the market that we've had in the S&P nine points away from an all-time high, 
that's slightly elevated at a 16. You'd look for it to hang around the 11 to 12 range. Uh, you know, leading up to 2018 was sub 10. So at a 16, still a little elevated, uh, showing that there's still some fear in that this market here. We see it in the fear and greed index as well. Let me just pull that up real fast. I want to see where it finished the week here. So we're back to a 49, which is a neutral reading. We were at uh, almost to extreme fear just a week ago. So it still tells you, though, a lot of bearish attitude towards this market right now. And we're contrarian, so we want to continue to take the other side of that. Looking at our internals on the day, not the best readings on a day like today, but we got improvement throughout the day, advances, beating out declines on both the NYSE and the NASDAQ, but the high point here, new 52-week highs to lows. And yes, the amount of new 52-week highs was impressive, coming in at 500, or excuse me, 481 stocks hitting new 52-week highs, but the lows just remaining so low, love to see that, just 22 stocks hitting 52-week lows today. So good numbers from that uh, that reading there. And lastly, volume came in almost even on the NYSE, but we did come back positive here, so not all bad. And then a little bit better on the NASDAQ as well, so positive numbers across the board for our internals, even if they weren't the strongest that we would have liked to have seen. And then lastly, our <laughs> sorry, next up, our sector watch, strong readings here as well. 10 out of our 11 S&P 500 sectors finishing higher on the day today. Again, tech leading the way here back to its highest levels since about a month ago. So strong, like to see that momentum. We were followed there by communication services, consumer discretionary, energy, and industrials. Our one laggard on the day was utilities. And finally for today, our VRA commodity watch, gold, Rebounding after a rough day yesterday, now up 1.1% to 1,894 an ounce. But if you've been tuning in with us here for any time at all, you know that we like the miners. And when you see the miners outperforming gold, that is, excuse me, a bullish occurrence as well. And one thing we like a lot about this chart right now we're about to get a golden cross. And there's a few different ways to look at golden crosses. Some people look at it as the 100-day going above the 200, but a highly actionable one is about to happen in GDX with the 50-day crossing over the 200-day. Again, highly actionable technical signals there, one that we'll be looking to act on next week as well. And if you want some more information on how we play that here for the VRA, this is the kind of content that we give to our members only. So come and join us. We got a two free week trial right now. Check it out at VRAinsider.com. And if you're an options trader, if that's more your thing, we have our parabolic options program as well. So shoot us an email. We'll give you some more details about that. And then for the rest of our commodities, silver up today, about one and a half percent to $27.90 an ounce. Copper up 1.36% to $4.52 a pound. And then oil up almost nine-tenths of 1% to $69.40 a barrel, which is right at its 52-week high and maybe even more importantly, its highest levels since the beginning of coronavirus insanity, even above some of those. Uh, we see oil going a lot higher here. If you've been tuning in with us, we've had our $100 target on oil for the next year to year and a half, 
We said that at the beginning of 2021, and so far, we're headed that direction. Lastly for today, Bitcoin selling off some now today, down 4.3% to 36903 a Bitcoin. Folks, that is all that we have time for here today. Please be sure to subscribe to receive our VRA podcast every day at the market close. You can sign up at VRAinsider.com. Click the podcast link at the top, and we'd love to have you with us. Thanks again for tuning in. We always appreciate you being here with us. Uh, we hope you have a great weekend. We'll see you back here. Actually, we are heading out of town on Monday. We'll get back to you on that one. We'll either be back Monday or uh, you know a little bit later in the week for a podcast recap of the action for the day for the days that we missed. So thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you back here next week. Uh, we'll, we'll keep you posted. Have a good weekend.